It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Another episode And Tuesday was a crazy busy day, as many are on the Washington football ex-Redskins beat. Whew, man. All right, so we have big news from a tough perspective in Ron Rivera missing practice on Tuesday. Details on that with Jack Del Rio in just a little bit as well. The Washington football team hired a new pregame radio host, Uh, And on top of that, organized some of their other media stuff, and uh, we'll run down that list for you. And then on top of that, just to add a little bit more, Washington worked out a place kicker on Tuesday. And let's start with that, because that's interesting. Now, they do have one spot left open on their practice squad. So as a reader follower of mine on Twitter pointed out uh, when I didn't know why they would do this and speculating, you know, hopefully nothing's wrong with Dustin Hopkins. Hopefully nothing is up here that we don't know about. But, you know, with the way things have gone, you never know around here. So you always kind of think, oh, boy, something's going on. Well, Brett Maher, who was with the Dallas Cowboys last year is the guy that worked out uh, for Washington on Tuesday after practice, presumably, or before we got there. Not exactly sure uh, when, but he was with the Cowboys. They cut him loose because, well, quite honestly, he was not very good from 40-plus last year. You know, eventually, you know, you blame the head coach because he's supposedly clueless, and I'm not no Jason Garrett fan, but so many People, I'll just leave it at that, in the media who don't know what they're talking about, just blame Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett. Meanwhile, quite honestly, 
their field goal kicker, Brett Maher, who worked out with the Washington football team on Tuesday, who might be a part of this roster in some way, shape, or form, maybe as the 17th practice squad member because they have an extra spot and everybody's so you know deathly afraid of COVID and somebody coming down with it, they don't want to risk um, you know any chances in case something happens to Dustin Hopkins, which is understandable. They might be bringing in a guy who, quite honestly, from 40 yards – last week or last year in 13 games was 5 of 13. Now, listen, everybody has a bad year, right? I understand. Um, but from 40-plus yards, he was 5 of 13, and a lot of that is kicking indoors on field turf. What is going to happen when he's going to kick outside of FedEx Field if he ever has to kick at FedEx Field in November and December and even in the back end of October when it's windy and, you know, all sorts of things. He was one of five from 40 to 49 yards. So think about that. From 50-plus, he was four of eight, 50%. Okay, you live with that. I mean, you'd like it to be five of eight, six of eight, but you live with four of eight from 50-plus. It's a low-percentage kick. One of five from 40 to 49 yards. Listen, I don't know where all of those kicks came from. I'd have to chart them. You can't have that on field turf and at AT&T Stadium if most of those misses came in Dallas or in Arlington. So be very interested to see what happens here. I poked around. I've asked a few people. Nobody is saying much of anything right now. This information came from the official NFL workout and visit tracker report as tweeted publicly by Albert Breer of the MMQB. So he has access to something I used to have access to a long time ago uh, until they smartened up and figured out that I had access to it, quite honestly. And he tweeted it out and it lists, you know, again, visits with players and certain teams, and workouts with players and certain teams. There's a public NFL transaction wire that is available to the media through a certain NFL league-sanctioned account, but they do not include that type of information. There's a private one, or not a private one, but a different one that does track that and does list that so that every NFL team, when somebody visits a player or somebody works out with another team, every NFL team receives that transaction wire, usually around 4 o'clock Eastern, maybe a little bit after, uh, every afternoon. So this way you can say, okay, the Philadelphia Eagles worked out, you know, this guy, or the Washington football team worked out that guy. So uh, just letting you know what's going on. As of late Tuesday night, I had not received any word whether or not he would be signed, whether or not uh, it is for that 17th spot. Again, that is what a fan uh, tweeted, and it does make sense. Uh, I don't know if that's the reason, but um, you would tend to think maybe that's what's going on here. All right, so that's Brett Maher, uh, the former Dallas Cowboy kicker, who, again, was not very good uh, last year. All right, the other news, and this was all through Scott Allen of the Washington Post, and actually Ben Standing of The Athletic had it on Monday. Tiffany Blackman, former NFL Network reporter, is going to serve as the Washington football team pregame radio host, along with Santana Moss. And you know this is the Julie Donaldson show. Um, she's going to be the host and, you know, basically the front 
face, if you will, of the actual radio broadcast with D'Angelo Hall and Bram Weinstein. And apparently Scott Jackson, who I used to work with at uh, the Team 980, ESPN 980, and London Fletcher are going to be hosting the postgame show. And Julie has now a daily TV show that Larry Michael used to have. Uh, it's just called something different now. It's called Washington Football Today or something like that on NBC Sports Washington. And it's basically going to be, you know, peeling the layers back and inside the organization, unlike what Larry was doing and what Larry was quite honestly allowed to do through Bruce Allen. So that is going to be a different um feature but you know certainly look Washington football fans always loved Larry show and I'm sure they're going to watch in droves uh with Julie show because she's going to get you better access than we're allowed to uh, because she's allowed to be in the building and she's obviously um you know a senior vice president of the organization so <laughs> they're going to do whatever she wants to do so i would listen i would watch that show if you really like the behind the scenes uh view of the washington football team all right one last thing and then we'll turn it over to jack del rio after our first timeout and that is ron rivera missed his first practice on Tuesday because of his cancer treatment. He is fully expected back on Wednesday. Jack Del Rio did not have an update on his status, as you'll hear uh, coming up here. Uh, but I talked to a team official who confirmed that he was not there when everybody realized he was not there. I saw Jack Del Rio kind of looking a little bit differently at the beginning of practice, quite honestly. So that's what tipped me off. And then I looked around and I couldn't find Ron Rivera. And then I consult, you know, and we spoke to a team spokesman, a couple of us in the media, and they did confirm that. They did confirm he was getting treatment. They did confirm that he was expected back on Wednesday. So hopefully that is the case for Ron Rivera. We're thinking about you uh, and uh, obviously hoping that he feels okay and that he's uh, able to come back and coach this football team. Nevertheless, obviously not great timing, even though we knew this was going to be the timing uh, because week one of the NFL season is here. So hopefully uh, Ron Rivera will be back. And then one further thing, the unofficial, official, unofficial depth chart came out. J.D. McKissick listed as the starting running back. Uh, that's going to be personnel-based. The starting linebacker group, essentially, as you'll hear, Jack Del Rio kind of confirmed it, is not Thomas Davis, who was banged up in camp. It's John Bostick at the mic. It's Sean Dion Hamilton, and it's Kevin Pierre-Lewis. Now, that doesn't absolutely mean that all three of those guys will be on the field first snap, but listen to Jack and what he says. I mean, he certainly gives a strong indication that they will, uh, if not confirms it, and I think those three have earned it, quite honestly, period. Those three have earned it. Um, Chase Young and Montez Sweat, your listed starting defensive ends with Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. We'll see if Allen can play. Uh, Washington does not have to issue an official injury report, nor does Philadelphia, until Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday uh, as we get set for week one. All right, Jack Del Rio next right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us right here on LOWFT. If you are looking for a great breakfast option, a great meal replacement, lunchtime, maybe even dinner, you don't want a heavy dinner, or after a workout or before a workout, if you need a little protein boost and you need and want and desire a chocolate bar, 
That's right. Normally, chocolate bars are terrible for you. They're loaded with sugar, loaded with calories, loaded with all sorts of bad stuff, but not a Built Bar. No, 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 no. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six new ones that you just have to try, guys. Bottom line, caramel brownie, awesome. Apple almond crisp. I really love anything with apple. You can try out Apple Almond Crisp, just part of the six new flavors that they have. Plus, they have 12 original flavors and really something for everyone. They have raspberry, they have German chocolate, they have peanut butter, they have the mint brownie, which I like uh, as well. They have peanut butter brownie, which is my favorite. Bars are covered 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. And again, they are healthy for you. That's right. How can a chocolate bar be healthy for you? Well, not only are they healthy for you, but it tastes good. They have high in protein, low in sugar, low in carbs, and high in taste. BuiltBar.com is where you want to go to go check out your Built Bar. And your next order can get you $10 off. If you enter the promo code Locked On, again, you'll get $10 off your next order. Use the promo code Locked On for $10 off and visit BuiltBar.com right now. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, it is Chris Russell with you right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Right out to the Inova Sports Performance Center, where via Zoom and Washington Football PR and WashingtonFootball.com, we caught up with, for at least Tuesday, the head coach of the interim head coach of the Washington Football Team, just for Tuesday, Jack Del Rio, the defensive coordinator, to talk about what running practice was like uh, and as well the upcoming Week 1 matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. Coach, are you able to give us an update on how Ron is feeling and do you expect him back in the building at all today or will he return tomorrow? I don't have an update on Coach and uh, we do expect him back tomorrow. Uh, Jack, just was kind of wondering how did, how did practice go and um, did you try to run things as normal as possible or how did you make the adjustment with that Ron there? Yeah, we've got, you know, we've got all our plans laid out. Um, you know, we carried on as, as normal. Uh, I tended to the things that, um, you know, that needed to be tended to. Uh, but it was pretty much business as usual. And then with, with Chase Young just going into his first name, what are your expectations for a guy like that? And um, maybe how can he help? Uh, yeah, just what are your expectations, especially with against Lane Johnson, who's a pretty good tackle? Yeah, yeah, they, you know, and which tackle he goes up against, we'll see. Um, you know, uh, we we like Chase. Think he's a good player, and um, excited to see him play. We're we're really, you know, we're not asking anything more from him than we are everyone else on the defense. That is, you know, know where you're going, know what you're doing, go go fast, play hard. Um, you know, be technique sound, 
play with great energy and uh, help, help the team win any way we can. Hey, Jack, um, you, you uh, the, the cornerbacks were kind of uh, bouncing in and, in and out of training camp a little bit, but it looks like Kendall Fuller was back out there, there today and Fabian Moreau. How, how are you kind of feeling about that group now going into the regular season? Yeah, we're getting ourselves prepared, you know. Um, I, I feel good about the work that's being put in. I think the guys have been really focused and, and working hard and understanding where they where they belong and um, the techniques we're looking for and um, what their answers are to certain problems that are presented by, by the opponent. So, yeah, I, I feel good about the work that's being put in. And uh, th this is sort of – veers a little bit in towards game planning, but not specifically to Philly. Some some coaches or coordinators like to have uh, cornerbacks travel with certain receivers or some just prefer them to play sides of the field. Just broadly, do you have a sort of a lean one way or the other that, that you kind of typically go towards? Um, that's, yeah, that's that's more game planning type thing. <laughs> Well, then I'll just slip it to somebody else and just like, this how, how do you that's feel? Not, that's, not a good, that's not a good question for today. I, I'll kind of clam up on that one. So <laughs> apology, apology. No, no, that's fine. Uh, just then Kendall Fuller, just kind of obviously he has missed a bunch of time. Kind of what do you, what do you see his – how he's kind of doing going into this week? Yeah, he's working hard at, at, at being back. He's uh, participated today. And, um, you know, so, I mean, we'll, we'll continue to, to work all of our guys and get prepared to put our best out there, you know, in terms of uh, – uh, who we put out on Sunday and looking to win the game. Hey, Jack, I wanted to ask you about the linebackers. We've got our first uh, depth chart here. Uh, Thomas Davis is, is listed as second string. I, I guess, is, is there a role for him on game day? What do you envision that being? Uh, and maybe overall just the, the decisions that went into that starting linebacker group. Uh, well, I mean, he's been banged up a little bit um, and, uh, you know, not able to work as as much as some of the others and so um you know the way we're starting uh with our base group is, is you know is there on paper for everyone to see so um you know we like we like the work uh that we put in and um you know overall obviously love thomas he's a tremendous human being a tremendous football player and has had an incredible career so uh nothing but respect there um, but, um, you know, going into this first game, you know, we're going with the guys that uh, can, can help us, you know, be at our best on Sunday. And I know it made you incredibly happy to have to give us that depth chart, obviously, and then go in depth with us now. Um, if I can also ask you um, just a bit about, do you envision that being a rotating group or is that, do you want guys out there for pretty much every snap? Well, I mean, you know, to me, you, you do what you, you do what you can with, with the group you have um, each and every week. I mean, that's that's what this league's about. You know, it's, um, you know, how, how you respond to different things that come up, you know, with, whether it's injuries or, 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 or whatnot. So, you know, that's part of what we do is adjust to, to things that happen and we're aware of matchups and we're going to put the best group forward. So everybody that, you know, we, we like our, our group, you know, everybody that gets a uniform, you know, we feel like has a role to play. And so, uh, you know, we're looking forward to, to doing that. Hey, Jack, um, I know it's the other side of the football for you, but because the depth chart came out today, the running back situation seems maybe kind of jumbled, but J.D. McKissick is listed at the top. Is Having lined up against those guys for the last month, how do you envision kind of the, the running back workload being divvied up? 
Well, I think, you know, Scott, Scott's going to work through that. I would defer to him, you know, primarily on that. I, I you know, having gone against that group, I think it's a, it's a talented group. Um, you know, there are a lot of different things that they're able to do with, with, with those guys. And, and um, you know, so it's, it's presented, you know, some challenges and matching up against them, you know, throughout the camp. So, um, you know, looking forward to watching them play. Hey, Jack, you've uh, been in the chair as being a head coach, obviously, for a lot of years. I'm wondering if you kind of watched Ron over these last few months. I mean, he's had a lot to deal with, not the least of which is you know, his cancer. Uh, how has he been able to handle all that, do you think? Because that's, that's a tough spot, I would, I would imagine. Yeah, it can be a tough spot you know, for anyone. Certainly, um, you know, you add, you know, add some of the things that have been added in, uh, put on his plate. I think you know, he's been a rock. I think he's been incredibly stable. Uh, he's been, you know, excellent at communicating with the staff and, and, uh, and with the players. And so, you know, just compliment him in every way and support him in every way that we can. Was there ever a time you'd wonder with this, you know, gosh, he's, he's got a lot here. How's he going to handle this? Or I, I, I figure you've known him for a while, but I mean, would you kind of, were there moments where you thought, well, this is going to test him and, and how did he handle it? No, really, never, never a doubt. Uh, you know, he, he's always been a man of character. He's always been uh, a great communicator, great leader. So he's he's just being himself and doing his thing. Thanks. Hey, Jack, at your previous defensive coordinator stops, those defenses really hit the ground running right there in year one. What do you attribute that early success to? Why have you been able to have such immediate impact when you arrive to a new defense? Well, I think, um, you know, the biggest thing I seek to do is uh, – is make sure that we all understand where we belong, that we all understand, you know, how we attack blockers. Uh, we all understand, you know, how we leverage and, and really some of the basic fundamentals that I stress. And then, you know, obviously schematically, we want to keep things fresh and, and, and you know, seek to do that. And, and, and so we've always, you know, everywhere I've gone, we've always, it's been a we effort. It's been a staff effort. It's been a complete effort and it's about players understanding where they belong and having fun flying around on Sundays and, and so that's what we're looking to create you know, we want to play fast we want to know uh, what our problems are what our answers are to those problems and make sure we solve them quickly adjust quickly and, and put our guys in position to make plays they're capable of making and you're someone who really emphasizes those basic fundamentals just knowing where you are tackling and all that is that uh, just a reflection of just let all these talented guys not cloud their brains. Why do you lean on that side of the scale, everything basic, instead of going maybe more complex like other coaches? Well, I, I didn't say it wasn't complex. I just said that we know what we're doing. So, you know, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have some design that gets after people cause cause the problems. Um, but in terms of talent, everybody has that. This is the National Football League. So, uh, it's not like we're sitting here with more talent than other people. Other, other people are talented too. Uh, so I, I think to me, that's the one question I've been getting a lot um, about, you know, how talented we are. It's about production. It, it really, this league is not about assembling talent. And um, it really doesn't matter. I mean, there are a lot of guys in the Hall of Fame that uh, were undrafted. You know, it doesn't matter where you come from or how you get here. It's how you perform when you're when you get your opportunity. And it's about this group of men here and now. And so that's where our focus is. You know, we're just looking to be um, at our best for each other, you know, very unselfishly, uh, you know, uh, doing our role, our role, understand exactly what we're supposed to do and doing it fast and then playing off each other. So 
you know, those are those are the fundamentals that allow us to play at a higher level collectively, regardless of, of the amount of talent we have. Thank you. you bet. Hey, Jack, it's Chris Russell here. Uh, Two-parter on the Eagles offense. Uh, just curious, how much stress does a guy like Miles Sanders put on a, on a defense because he can obviously do a couple of different things, which is really the trend uh, of course the NFL and number two without exhibition games and being that he's a rookie, how do you prepare for maybe a, a package that they might use Jalen hurts for without again, being able to see him in any sort of game action in the Eagles system? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you have to have an idea that uh, of people that they have and how they might use them and, and obviously, we prepare accordingly for the season, you know, not just this week, but for the season. And um, those are some of the challenges you get. You know, a really talented running back out of the backfield can do multiple things, really good pass receiver and ball carrier. And, um, and obviously, we're aware of that. But you've got a big old offensive line, and, and they move people and do a nice job with that. So that'll be a challenge for our front. They've got a really talented quarterback that's, that's a heck of a football player. And, uh, he can create things with his legs and his, with his arms. So, a lot of different things that go into it, and, and, and that's you know that's part of the challenge. And each and every week is a challenge. You know, as I said, there are talented players everywhere. But, uh, the Eagles, in particular, you know, looking forward to, uh, to going out and, and battling with them and understanding that they, they've got some really good pieces. All right, that is part one of Jack Del Rio coming back. We will finish it up before we say goodbye right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. Good to have you with us. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for downloading. Please, if you want to hear something, email me, Russellmania. Uh, 09 at gmail.com, Russellmania09 at gmail.com as well, uh, at Russellmania621. And you can also follow the podcast at LockedWFTPod, at LockedWFTPod. You can read me on Sports Illustrated, SI.com, uh, written word, video, uh, all sorts of good Redskins coverage. Washington football team coverage haha, for you there. All right, let's get out to the rest of Jack Del Rio, who again ran practice on Tuesday, the defensive coordinator of the Washington football team. Hey, Jack, this is Kevin Pierre-Lewis's seventh year in the league, and, and this is the first year he's going to be stepping into a starting role. What did you see from him to kind of have him earn that spot, and, and what do you expect from him going forward? Well, uh, I saw a guy that uh, when I watched the tape from last year, I saw a guy that to me, it looked like life had kind of gone on, and, uh, and, and he looked very comfortable in the snaps he played late in the year, and he played with certainty, and he played with explosives. And uh, I was drawn to that. And, um, and so we added him, and he has been everything I hoped he would be. You know, he's been terrific. Uh, he's bright. He, he works at it. He's, um, he's really got explosive speed, uh, can really run. And, um, and he's been a good fit in, in our defense and things we're asking him to do. So I'm, I'm very happy with the way he's been working. Hey, Jack. John Kine. Um, 
with with being an interim coach, and I know it's just a day here, but you you've been a head coach and you had your experience in Denver. How much do both those help contribute to allowing you to handle a situation situation like this that you know might be a little bit different for somebody else? Yeah, I guess you know having had that experience, I don't really give it a lot of thought. You know, uh, my 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 days up. Uh, you know, coach, coach says like, hey, I'm going to be out. I need you to, need you to step in. I'm like, I, I've got you, coach. And, uh, you know, and then I'm just going to carry on his message. I'm going to, we're going to stay on, on point with what we're doing. I, I, I pay attention to what he, you know, what he is uh, saying to the staff and what he's saying to the team. And I echo those things. And, and so very much, um, you know, just, just uh, taking taking control in a way that he would, and uh, making it easy for everyone that we're working with. So, you know, you know, as he's indicated when when he knew these things were going to occur, um, and talking with the team, he's asked everybody to step up. You know, you know assistants step up, players step up, uh, everybody has got to step up and, and do their part and, and help the team. That's what I'm about. Heather, you can go. Okay. Um, actually, John kind of took exactly what I was going to say, and Coach, uh, you answered it quite well. But, um, you know, I guess uh, for logistics, when did you, when did the players find out um, that you would be leading the practice today? And then, um, you know, kind of again, to piggyback off John, is there anything that's important for you or to have the players see or hear from you when you do take over that role? Um, no, I mean, when, when we found out, we all found out uh, – I think two days ago, and um, again, it's been it's been pretty seamless. So you know, I understand what he's looking for. I've, I've been in this role before, and uh, with Coach Fox in Denver, and um, you know, we all we all tend to our business and, and take care of our responsibilities. And then if there's anything that's needed on the head coach side, then I, I step in and and handle those duties. And so uh, pretty seamless, I think, and. I thought our guys reacted. We had a good, solid practice. And that's going to do it for us on this edition of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Thanks for being with us, everyone. I'm Chris Russell. Again, thanks for downloading. Make sure you stay with us. We are going to have tons of Washington football team coverage throughout the year. And... We will get you set for the Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday at FedEx Field to open up the NFL 2020 season. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.